civil war trends on Twitter. Texas continues to fight Biden administration over border policy. Nikki Haley celebrates loss in New Hampshire and refuses to get out of the primary race. All that and more on today's episode of Contemporary Insanity. The views expressed in this episode do not represent the opinions or values of Kentucky Wesleyan College. Please don't sue us. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Braden Jennings. And I'm John Payment. And welcome back to this week's episode of Contemporary Insanity, a show that highlights and discusses the realm of American politics and interviews guests on the origins of their own political beliefs. The first thing we're going to get into is civil war trending on Twitter. We have to understand why it is trending on Twitter. What is going on in America to make people think that we might be heading toward a conflict? And that is... Texas sending the National Guard to the border to put up razor wire and the Biden administration asking the Supreme Court for permission to remove it. The Supreme Court sided with the Biden administration, with Roberts and Barrett siding with the progressive justices. After the Supreme Court said that the Biden administration had the right to remove the razor wire, Greg Abbott in Texas effectively said, no, go home. We're dealing with this. So Biden threatened to nationalize the Texas National Guard, which he can't do without the permission of Greg Abbott. So if Biden orders that the National Guard be nationalized, there will be a split between officers and soldiers that go along with the federal government or Texas. So you will have two groups of armed soldiers sitting in one spot at odds with each other with different goals. There are a hundred different ways this could escalate. There's also like a hundred different ways this could de-escalate. But we aren't heading in any of those directions. We are heading toward escalation. And it's very obvious. Everyone can see it. People are worried. And are depending on what side of the issue you are, and you're telling either the Biden administration to step down or you're telling Texas to step down. Texas is doing its duty to its people. And they're doing the duty that the federal government is supposed to be doing for the nation. The federal government is supposed to protect our borders, but they are not. Because they are not protecting our borders, Texas was forced to send the National Guard in. Over 4 million people have come into this country illegally in the last year. That we know of. There's probably millions more that we don't know of. For context, the population of Kentucky is 4.5 million people. So in the last year, we added a Kentucky-sized population to the nation. These people are coming in with little money. It's harder for them to get jobs, so they are just draining public services. In Chicago and New York, public schools have been closed to house migrants. In New York, a hotel housing homeless veterans replaced the veterans with illegal migrants. New York has already built camps for these people. Chicago is currently building a massive camp to put the illegal migrants. All of these things are draining the public services that should be utilized to help the people that paid into them. The American citizen paid into these programs, so the American citizen should benefit off these programs, not a bunch of people that showed up two days ago. Not only is the Biden administration leaving the doors open to let illegal immigrants into the country, they're also facilitating the movement of these people once they are already in the country. They're buying them plane tickets and getting them buses to major cities across the nation. 
every Border Patrol agent or federal officer going along with this and transporting those people is assisting the cartel in human smuggling and human trafficking. There is no way to know who these people are. They drop their IDs before they get here. You can see pictures online, just a pile of IDs, because they don't want to be known when they get here. And if they're coming from a country with less resources for policing, there won't be a database on them. We don't know what they've done. They could be perfectly fine people just coming to look for a job. Or they could have been smuggled from the Middle East into South America, up through Mexico, and crossed our border. You can see videos with people speaking Farsi, or Chinese, or Russian, crossing our southern border. People coming from countries that want to kill us. They could go through the legal process and seek asylum, but they don't. They illegally cross our borders and disappear into the country. How long does this have to go on before people start to realize? We have Democrats in Chicago and New York already realizing it. We have John Fetterman realizing it. Bernie Sanders talked about it during his 2016 campaign. But the Biden administration will not admit that there is a problem at the border. And they never will. Because they are running against someone whose main policy concern is the border. So they will pretend everything's fine, nothing is going wrong. Or you can think about it in a more conspiratorial way. Illegal immigrants are counted on the census. The census is used to distribute representatives. If they move illegal immigrants to places with a high Democrat population, they will get more Democrat representatives. If they leave them on the southern tip of Texas, which usually votes blue, that part of Texas will get more representation. If they bring them to California, they will get more representation. If they bring them to Illinois or New York, they will get more representation. If this is the game they're playing, it's out in the open. If this is the game they're playing, it is a game we need to stop them from playing. If the game is normal politics, this is clear cheating. They are artificially raising the number of representatives that they can have. Birth rates are lower in democratic parts of the country. So without this, in a few years, Republicans will gain the majority. But they have taken over the schools, they have taken over the universities, and now they're moving in a population that not only will vote for them if given the chance, but increases the number of representatives they have in so-called fair elections. This is why there's a threat of a civil war. The executive branch is doing nothing. The executive branch is doing worse than nothing. They're actively hindering Texas from taking action. And if the Biden administration is successful, they remove the Texas National Guard from the border, what happens next? The flow keeps coming through, people get fed up, and then people take action into their own hands. No one wants to see that. When people, on their own, are forced to take action into their own hands, it is never clean. The Arab Spring was people taking action into their own hands. The Arab Spring was not pretty. The Arab Spring started civil wars and birthed terrorist groups. The Spanish Civil War was people taking action into their own hands. The Troubles in Northern Ireland were people taking action into their own hands. Bloody Kansas, which predated our Civil War, was people taking action into their own hands, 
because the government wouldn't make a decision. The government needs to act to defend our borders. That is one of the things that it exists for. The Biden administration is hell-bent on giving the government a bunch of powers it doesn't have, but they won't do one of the few things that it is supposed to. They won't defend this country. Now, people on both sides are using the Constitution to defend their arguments. They're both using the same two clauses. The first one comes from Article 1, Section 10, the third clause. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in a time of peace, enter into any agreement or contract with other state or with a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such immediate danger as will not admit of delay. The Democrats are using that to say, there's not an invasion going on. Texas can't do what it wants. The right is saying, it is an invasion. If it's not technically an invasion, the state is in imminent danger. The state doesn't have the capacity to hold these people. They are a drain on public resources. The government doesn't have magic money. They get their money from somewhere. If they have to spend it on a bunch of people that aren't supposed to be here in the first place, it's not going to the things we agreed as a nation to pay for. We agreed to pay for roads. We agreed to pay for a military. We agreed to pay into Social Security. We did not agree to put up immigrants in four-star hotels in New York. The other section being used is from Article 4, Section 4. The United States shall guarantee every state in the Union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. Any application of the legislator or of the executive when the legislator cannot be convened against domestic violence. It's in the Constitution. The government is supposed to help you if you're being invaded. This is clearly an invasion. They don't want to come here to become American. They're coming here to get a job to send money back home. They come across the border carrying their flags. America is supposed to be a melting pot. We're supposed to take cultures, blend them together, and turn it into something beautiful. We are not a salad. A salad is what causes conflict. Yugoslavia was a salad. A bunch of different cultures shoved into one border with little to no unification. That is not America. America is not supposed to have a neighborhood for the Mexicans and a neighborhood for the whites and a neighborhood for the Chinese. Americans are supposed to be united by being Americans, by having a shared value system, by believing in the Constitution, by letting people in who are not patriotic to this nation. We are going against that. It will cause conflict. If we don't turn the ship, we're going to run into an iceberg, and it will not be pretty. No one's going to like it. It'll make the last civil war look like a joke. We also have this image in our head of a civil war, basing it on the American Civil War. That is not how civil wars happen. Ours was a fluke. Ours was more like two nations going to war 
because our states are so big and they were so independent. In a real civil war, your neighbor will be the one shooting at you. In a real civil war, you'll have to worry about bombs on the road while you're driving around. In a real civil war, you will come across people on the street and you won't know if they want to kill you or not. As you all look the same, you're all wearing plain clothes, and you're all going to be carrying guns. Look at the Syrian civil war. The Syrian government flattened cities to root out the insurgents. The city of Aleppo was completely destroyed by the civil war. Not because everyone in the city was a combatant, but because the combatants hid among the population. That is what will happen. In the last civil war, habeas corpus was suspended. This meant that the government could arrest you without telling you the charge. In a modern civil war, this would happen en masse. Feds would show up, arrest a population of a town that they thought might be a threat to them, and then they'll move on. Similar to what we saw in Northern Ireland during the Troubles, during internment. Internment radicalized the IRA to escalate the war. Don't be ignorant to the news going on on the ground now and the history it parallels. We are at a real risk for something bad happening, and we need to turn around. We need to unify behind the ideals of this nation. We need to unify behind the Constitution. We need to unify behind a leader that will enforce just laws. Not Biden, who enforces unjust laws, who arrested a journalist that was present at January 6th but didn't go in the building. The pathway is clear if you want peace. The pathway is clear if you don't want this to escalate anymore. Trump made this nation great again. Biden has let it fall further and further into the ground. Trump is the clear choice for 2024. And if you think otherwise, you're blind to what's going on in the world now. Speaking of election news, Trump won in New Hampshire, no surprise. He won by, looks like, uh, 11 points right now. Despite this, Nikki Haley, <laughs> despite this, Nikki Haley gave a victory speech. She said, based on this, this race is far from over. We're doing great. We're going to beat Trump. That's not what the polls show. In national polling, Haley is at 12.9%. Trump is at 68.3%. Other candidates that aren't in the race anymore are filling in the rest of that gap. Nationally, Haley has no chance against Trump. New Hampshire was her biggest state, and she lost it. She lost it in a way that would be significant in any other primary. But because Trump is effectively running as an incumbent, she's taking it as a victory. It's not. It is a landslide politically. Trump won by 11 points. Haley lost. But she's not getting out of the race. The next state having a primary is Nevada. Haley's not on the ballot in Nevada. She's not on the ballot because she's siding with the state over the RNC. The RNC is moving to a caucus system in Nevada. Haley is on the state-run primary ballot. Two different ballots on two different days with a different candidate on either ballot. 
and only one of them counts for Republicans. So Trump's going to win in Nevada without competition. The next state is South Carolina, Nikki Haley's home state. Nikki Haley was governor of South Carolina. She's only pulling at 25%. Trump is pulling at 64%. This isn't a close race. Trump is going to win here. With Nikki Haley staying in the race, it is just wasting money that could be used to beat Biden. But Haley won't do that. Haley knows she can't win, but she wants to establish herself as the number two so she can run next time. Because historically, Republicans choose the number two person from the last election. Trump was the first person to change that in like uh, 60 years, maybe even longer. Haley wants to bring the Republican Party back to the Bush era, so she's putting herself in the number two spot. So next time around, she is seen as the clear choice. That's not going to happen. The Republican Party has changed from the Bush era. The Republican Party has gone back to a Reagan-esque system. The Republican Party does not want to get involved in foreign wars anymore. The Republican Party wants to work on social issues and not just economic issues. Trump and Trump-like candidates are the future. Vivek and DeSantis are the future. But Haley can't recognize this. Because if she does, her political career is over. She's already been bought out by the Koch Network. The Koch Network, which has funded establishment Republicans for years. She has already given her establishment talking points. She has nowhere to go if she doesn't win in 2028. She needs to drop out now so we can focus on beating the tyrant in the White House. We need to focus on meeting the octogenarian in there that won't change things, that won't enforce just laws. We need to stop playing stupid inter-party games and unite. Iowa made it clear that the race was over. Iowa made it clear that Trump was our candidate. So it's time to unify behind him. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Come back next Thursday for another episode of Contemporary Insanity. Bye.